My name is Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor. As a chiropractor, I help people with joint, muscle, and nerve pain fix their problems. But you know, not every source of your pain in the joints or the muscles is a chiropractic issue, which is one of the reasons I'm happy to come on shows like this, the the Pensacola Expert Panel, and discuss what chiropractic care is, what it can, and what it can't help with. So this morning, if you've got a question that you want an answer to, you know, and you've got to know this morning, text us in those questions to the station. Jen and I will get through as many of those as we can today. And if we can't get to them today, I'll write them down and we'll talk about them next week. Jenna, where do they send those into? Yes, please text in all your questions this morning to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'll make sure Dr. McMillan gets them. 850-437-1620 is the number. 437-1620. Four three seven sixteen twelve. Okay, very good. If you're too busy driving right now uh, or would rather just talk to me in person, I know sometimes these medical questions or stories, they get pretty long and drawn out. My clinic is the Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. We're located on Creighton Road right across the street from Walmart. My phone number is 850-479-2700. Just give Jamie a call and tell her Dr. McMillan told you to schedule a consultation And you and I will sit down and we'll discuss your problem there. And you know what? If it turns out that your issue is not a chiropractic case, well, guess what? I'll refer you to the type of doctor that you need to see. Okay, so last week I was talking about procrastination, why it's not a good idea to keep putting off those aches and pains in your neck and back because that's how you end up starting that downward spiral of degenerative changes in your joints. And I had a listener text in a question, and it's one I get pretty often, so I thought I'd spend some time today discussing it because it wasn't something that I could answer in about 20 or 30 seconds. So like I said, I get this question a lot. A patient will come in and tell me how every morning they wake up and they're just so achy and so tight, you know, it's their low back or it's their neck, you know, they, they kind of roll out of bed and it takes them a few minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes to really get loosened up while they start their morning, you know, and the question that they always ask is, uh, you know, do you think it's my mattress? Most of the time, probably not. You know, like most things we own, it, your mattress isn't designed and won't last you forever. So if your mattress is over about 10 years old, you know, it's probably starting to break down some, lose some of that support it initially had. But like I said, those early morning aches and pains aren't caused by your mattress. There's normally something else going on there. So simply replacing that old mattress won't fix your achy back. Now, if you're laying down for bed and you're sinking into a big crater in the middle of your bed because it's, you know, over 20 years old, yeah, I I would agree time to go mattress shopping for you. Time for a new bed. If it's, you know, if you have that big, uh, the Grand Canyon in the middle of your mattress, time to get it replaced. So now the question is then, well, why is my back stiff when I wake up in the morning? You know, for most people, it's going to be because of a few primary factors. And I'll give you a few things to help with this as well, too, in just a minute. You know, number one, 
for starters, just being immobile for that length of time will cause your joints to feel stiff, even if you don't have any underlying causes, right? And I'll get to those in just a second, but not moving while you sleep will, will just result in a kind of stiff feeling. You know, hopefully you're getting six to eight hours of sleep every night, right? Uh, Jenna, imagine I made you sit still in a car for six to eight hours. Oh, no. When you got out of the car, how would you feel? No, I would go crazy, first of all, mentally. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> but that's. Yeah, the achiness in your lower back, your stiffness in your legs, legs, your yeah, calf muscles. Right? We've all you done get that. swelling when you do that, too. Mm-hmm. You yeah, start to swell. Blood circulation, absolutely. Yep. And that's not a surprise to us, right? If we sit still for six to eight hours, you expect to have that, right? You get out of that car and the first thing you want to do is stretch, right? Even just sitting in a movie theater, right, for an hour or two, when you get up, don't you just stretch out for a second before you get moving and start walking? Right. Yeah, I mean, I do. My knees are just stiff from sitting there for so long. Well, the same thing applies to sleeping. Even, you know, with the best mattress, this stuff can happen. Uh, you know, I mentioned there's a few conditions in your back uh, that can lead to this being more common or increasing your chance of having this. If you've ever been told that you have a disc herniation or a bulging disc, we've talked about those before, That, but you may notice that your pain is worse in the morning when you wake up. And this can be another cause of this morning tightness issue. You know, the discs that are located between each of your spinal vertebra they're composed of this outer cartilage layer and this inner layer that's kind of made of this jelly-like substance. And during the day, when we're standing upright or sitting, gravity's pressing down on these discs and it's, you know, it's kind of pressing the moisture, the water out of these things. They're slightly dehydrating. The muscles help support our spine, those, those muscles and ligaments, so it's not, you know, crushing these things all the time. But they have a little bit more pressure on them, so they thin out just a little bit throughout the day. Then at night, when you lay down for several hours, you take gravity out of the equation, right? Those discs start to rehydrate. This is when our body starts to heal. That's what's happening. Those discs are rehydrating. And as they do this, they expand a little bit. And with that disc expansion, if it was already pressing on a nerve and causing some irritation, it's going to push a little harder on that nerve which is why you might wake up in the middle of the night with that shooting pain down your leg. You know, you didn't go to sleep that way, but after laying there for a little while, now you've got this pain down your leg. And, you know, that's that's one question I get all the time. Why does this happen? That's one thing that can be doing it. Uh, one last reason you may wake up uh, feeling stiff is due to that, again, that downward spiral of degeneration that I'm always talking about, that osteoarthritis. This is that type of wear and tear arthritis that affects your joints. Everyone will get this over time, right? But the question is, how bad is it? In those areas that you've got severely degenerated joints, there's a good chance you'll feel tighter in those areas than areas with less severe degeneration. I mean, if the joint doesn't have a lot of space to begin with and then you're laying down and not moving it, that's going to cause more problems than an area with, you know, significantly less degeneration. That just makes sense, right? So what can we do to, uh, to help? You know, I, I'll get to that in just a second. But first of all, Jenna, I know you have a dog. What was, what was his name? I met him in the studio one day when you brought him up here. I, uh, Peppa. Peppa. Her. She, yeah, she's our Her. little, our uh, dachshund. That's right. Yeah, I'll have to start lobbying for a more uh, 
more open bring your dog to work policy <laughs> up here. There, we'll have dogs at 1030. <laughs> oh, I just, just missed it. Okay. Just missed it. But have you ever seen him when he wakes up in the morning or maybe after a nap or something? What does he do? They, sh- they shake, they roll on the floor, they stretch out. Yeah. He, he stretches, right? Yeah. He's got those front paws way out in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's got his butt up in the air. She's got her butt up way yeah. up in the air, kind of arching their back. Uh, anybody that's done yoga, Jenna, you ever heard of the downward dog pose? Right. Oh, it's so it's so good. It feels so where, good. Where do you think they got that name from, right? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. My, my dogs do this all the time. I, one more question. Did you train your dog? Did you train Peppa to do that? No, no, no. No. And in fact, one really cool thing that I learned in therapy, my therapist actually said, even cognitively, it's good to have a reset. It's called like, um, I forget, it's like a a shake. And so dogs shake or stretch out while humans either need some form of movement like walking or an adjustment. Like she highly recommends chiropractic care for your mental health too. But she says it's a reset. Yeah, moving. Our bodies are designed to move. Mm-hmm. If you just if you stop moving, your body just shuts down. Your oh, muscles yeah. stop growing. the The blood stops pumping. I mean, it. You basically you're saying, hey, we're we're finished here. We're uh, time to shut everything down. But you know, no one trains their dog to do this stuff. You know, I I have trouble getting my dogs to sit, let alone trying to teach them to stretch when they wake up from a nap or in the mornings. Right? They do okay with treats in the sitting thing, but. I'd have quite a time trying to get them to stretch every morning. And no one trains their dogs to do this, right? Of, of course not. But, you know, what I'm trying to get to is that even animals know that after they've been laying around for a bit, they have to stretch when they get up. And that's exactly what you need to do. You know, tomorrow morning when you first wake up, I want you to try this. I want you to lay flat on your bed, on your back, kind of scoot down towards your feet a bit because you're going to have to stretch those arms out over your head and then stretch your legs out and point your toes at the same time. Just see how long you can get. You know, Hold that position for just a few seconds. Really get a good stretching sensation. Then I want you to curl your knees up towards your chest, hug them up against you, and again, hold that position for several seconds. Then kind of just relax, maybe even shake it out for a second, and do that one or two times, You know, kind of depending on how tight you're feeling that day. One more thing you can do is, you know, while you're still in bed, this is stuff before you even get up, you can start doing these. While you're still on your back, if you keep that right knee bent with your foot flat on the bed and then put your left ankle up by your right knee, you're going to have that left knee up in the air. I want you to press with your left hand and push that knee away from you. You should feel that in your hips. That's a really good stretch to do as well. Uh, and you're pushing it away from your body, just kind of hold that for 10 or 15 seconds and breathe while you're doing this stuff. You know, don't don't hold your breath while you're stretching. I see this all the time. I'll, I'll be going through stretches with patients and uh, I'll, I'll be showing them what to do and kind of how to do it. And I just notice that their face is getting red and they're just completely holding their breath, not breathing. That's a big part of our our biology or physiology as well. You've got to keep breathing to relax, big inhales in all the way out. Again, do that stretch with the the legs with that ankle up by your knee two more times and switch sides. Do it on the right side as well. So plant that left foot, keep that knee up in the air where it's kind of bent and then put your right ankle up by your left knee and push that right knee away from your body. You're going to get up and feel a whole lot more limber than if you just were sleeping for eight hours and jump right out of bed and start walking around, right? 
of course you feel stiff. It's, it makes so much sense when we think about it, but no one really considers spending that extra, what, 120 seconds? Like, give me two minutes of just moving around a little bit before you get up and start saying, oh, I'm so stiff. Yeah, of course. You just were still for six hours, you know? And there's plenty more stretching and exercising that can and will help. But I'd say that's kind of the bare minimums of what you should be doing if you're one of those people that is complaining of that joint pain first thing in the morning. And, you know, one more thing before I move on from this, I actually came across a study that just came out in July about uh, how firm your mattress should be. What, just off the top of your head, Jenna, what do you think on the spectrum? You think softer side, firmer side, where would you say is, is going to be the best for your spine? I'm going to say in the middle. You don't want anything too soft because yeah, it's always, just like, you're like a snake. And then too firm, you're just on a, you're a stiff board. Yeah, we don't want to sleep on cement, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I don't even really like the memory foam as much too because it feels very stiff. Yeah, some of those, they take some time to to get into. Um, and they have all, I, I don't know if you've been mattress shopping recently. Oh, it's they have, crazy. <laughs> yeah, tons it's of like options. It's technology now. It is. Yeah. They have the smart beds that'll tell you how you slept, how much you, yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of options out there. Good. More anxiety. <laughs> yeah. But that's another question I get a lot when we start talking about sleeping. So I, you know, I normally, I, I, I turn to the research for this stuff, right? What this study was looking at was how the different firmnesses of the mattress would affect your spine while laying on your back. And just what Jenna was saying, you know, what they found was the softer mattresses, uh, you know, every company's going to have this spectrum. They're going to have soft, medium, firm. But on the softer side, those mattresses caused almost 50% more stress on the discs in your neck when compared with that medium or firm mattress. So while those like really, really soft, pillowy mattress may, mattresses may seem like a good idea, actually giving your body some support while you sleep will help you out a little bit more. Now, again, that, that's going to be a spectrum for every mattress manufacturer out there, but just as a general rule, I'd say it would be safer to stick with those medium firm mattresses or the firm mattresses as opposed to those really softer styles. They did recommend if you have, if you've already got the mattress, right? If you have that soft one at your house or you've got an old mattress that you kind of sink into, use a thin pillow to help offload some of that pressure on your neck. And what they were, what they saw happening was, and, and it kind of makes sense after we talk about it again, is that with that soft mattress, your body kind of sinks in deeper in the areas that weigh more, right? So your, your chest, your abdomen, your hips, that part of your body is going to kind of sink in, which as your head, you know, doesn't really do that. You've got that weight dispersed on the whole side of a pillow. So your head kind of raises up and flexes more towards your chest. You know, again, imagine hips and chest sinking into the bed while your head's staying at that same level. Well, over time, your head and chin are going to tilt towards your chest, which increases the stress on those discs is what they found. So that was what, uh, again, mattress recommendation, medium to firm, whatever's comfortable for you. They also said, you know, some of those, like Jenna and I were talking about, you don't want that cement mattress. That's going to have some issues as well. But anything in the bedding industry these days, they're relatively comfortable. All right, enough about sleep. It's it's way too early for me to start getting tired this morning. Uh, all right, so I spent a good amount of time with a patient yesterday that I had actually been treating previously for some shoulder pain. She actually had a condition called frozen shoulder, 
And that had been getting much better since she'd started treatments with the class four laser. When we first started, she really couldn't get her hand much higher than, you know, hip level in any direction. You know, she couldn't bring it forward higher than her waist or to the side or behind her. But it's been about three weeks uh, since we started treating her and she's able to get her arm up over her head really in any direction. You know, she said it's much easier now to wash her hair, to get dressed. But unfortunately, over the weekend, she was at a red light and somebody just wasn't paying attention and they rear-ended her, hit her in the back of her car. They actually hit her so hard that it pushed her into the front or her car into the back of the car in front of her. She had her foot on the brakes the whole time. I mean, this person really kind of slammed into her. And initially, she didn't really think, you know, she was that sore. You know, in fact, she said she wasn't even sure if she should mention it to me, but she had heard about the that Florida 14-day rule and thought she should just get evaluated just in case. You know, thankfully, she was informed, probably because she listens to this show and has heard me rant and rave about how crazy this uh, Florida 14-day rule is. Uh, but she, you know, was well within those 14 days after her accident. And when she came in, she really didn't think she was having any symptoms from the crash. But as we started going through her exam, I was having her look over her left shoulder, then her right shoulder, having her look up and down and laterally flex her head to the side where she was bringing her right ear to her right shoulder. Then same thing on the other side, that left ear to her left shoulder she just kept having this pain on the right side of her neck. And this is so common. I see this stuff all the time, right? After your accident, you know, sometimes you do know, right? Sometimes you do know that you're hurt. You get back home from all that commotion and stress of being hit on the side of the road. And, you know, somebody, some stranger just hits you with their car. And now the police are there going through what happened. And you get home and you're exhausted, but you know you're hurting, if that happens, make sure you're getting on the phone with your chiropractor right away. You don't have to go to the primary to your primary care doctor first or an urgent care clinic first or the emergency room to get a referral to go to your chiropractor. Call them right away, you know, uh, unless of course you've got a bone sticking out of your arm or your leg or you know, you just can't stop bleeding. Yeah, of course. That's a time I want you to go to the emergency room first because if you come into my clinic or any chiropractic clinic for that matter with uh, uh, the bone sticking out of your arm, we're sending you to the emergency room right away. But what I'm getting to is you don't need a referral to come to the chiropractor. And if you're already in pain, you need to do something about it. Don't just start taking the Tylenol and Advil and cover it up. But other times, you know, our bodies are extremely good compensators. If you've got a pain in your neck and, you know, it, maybe it's worse when you're turning to the right like this patient was, you'll know what you, you'll instinctually start to do. You're going to stop turning your neck to the right. You know, you'll start modifying behaviors. You'll use your torso. You'll turn your hips and your whole body to the right instead of just continually irritating it. And that's what was happening with this patient. She had already started to modify those things, the way she moved, because certain movements were causing pain and discomfort in her neck, so she just avoided those. You know, she didn't, again, she came in and didn't think she was having any symptoms. She didn't notice it all that much because it didn't seem to affect her significantly yet. But it was clear that, again, during her evaluation, when we were 
actually measuring how far she could turn to the left and then turn to the right and how far she could flex her head and extend her neck. It was obvious. I mean, she even said, oh, wow, I can't, I, I don't think I can turn it as far to the right. And it hurts when I'm doing that. And that's because she had sustained an injury to the joints in her neck. And thankfully now we're treating her whiplash injury. So she doesn't start that downward degenerative spiral that I was talking about earlier, right? That's how you, that's what happens with these things. People say, oh, you know, I'll be fine. It's just a little achy or, you know, this will go away over time. That's not the way this stuff works. Your body will just modify. You'll naturally do that because you don't want to just have it hurt over and over again. Meanwhile, this stuff is getting worse. That's how you're, you know, you'll be back in five years and say, hey, I had a bad car accident. I never really did anything for it. It got better over time, but now I get this, you know, pain in my neck. I'm getting headaches. I'm getting symptoms down my arm. And we'll get an x-ray and I'll see a big bone spur in there or some degenerative disc disease. And I'll say, you know, tell me what happened during that car accident. And they'll say, I had this big whiplash. And I'll say, well, that's most likely what caused this stuff. So again, back to that procrastination from that show last week. Do not put this stuff off. If this is something that's happened to you, again, if it was from a car accident, you've got, you only have 14 days. So you really don't have a lot of time to procrastinate on this. That's what your auto insurance is for. That's why they recommend you go see a chiropractor. If there's no medication that's going to stop this degeneration and put those joints back where they need to go or make sure they're moving correctly. That's not the way those medicines work. They are just trying to, you know, hide some of the pain, cover it up so it's not as uncomfortable. Again, we have to fix that problem so it doesn't go down that downward degenerative spiral. So if that's something that's happened, again, call your chiropractor. If you don't have a chiropractor currently, give me a call. We'll go back to the consultation room and discuss your problem. Jenna's given me the sign that that's all the time I have for this morning. Jenna, thank you as always for having me on the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning. Again, my name is Dr. Ben McMillan. My clinic is called the Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. I'm located on Creighton Road, right across the street from Walmart. My phone number is 850-479-2700. Give me a call when you're ready to fix the source of your problems and stop covering up the pain. I hope everybody has a great weekend. And thank you guys all for listening and texting in questions this morning. I really appreciate it.